Fix August 11th. AI GAFA are flexing their muscles in AI. Apple are working, quietly, as Bloomberg put it, on their own proprietary LLM framework. Ajax is based on Google's machine learning framework JAX. But they are unsure how to make AI available to Apple consumers. Meta prepares chatbots with personas to try to retain users and their new AI models can recognize and produce speech for more than 1,000 languages. Is her the model for these bots? Similar to the successful Snap My AI chatbot. Amazon plan to use AWS to teach business how to use AI, with a mixture of free and paid courses, whilst Google is rolling out AI to its assistant and have released the AI handbook, resources and tools to help marketers get started from Think with Google. The early leaders seem to be losing status to GAFA, who with Microsoft have enough compute to play here, stability is losing execs and engineers. We are starting to see interesting use cases that highlight both the opportunities and issues. On AI Music Google have launched TextFX, working with soul star Lupe Fiasco on an AI-powered tools for rappers, writers and wordsmiths. They are also working with Universal on ways fans can create deepfake songs in a way where the artist gets paid. A new VW ad from Brazil shows the opportunity. AI is used to create a duet between legendary singer Elis Regina, who died in 1982, and her daughter. Some emerging issues, Gen AI seems to amplify bias in text-to-image, prompt for a doctor and you are much more likely to get a white man than a black woman, despite the fact 39% of US doctors are women only 7% of images were of women. Bloomberg have a thorough analysis. And you should block the open AI web crawler so it can't train itself on your content. Blocking the Googlebot was once an issue but the industry soon recognized that the indexing bots paid their way with the consequent traffic from being found on Google. OpenAI gives you nothing back. We are having lots of conversations with business about how to think about AI and how to get past the PowerPoint into experimentation. Everyone is thinking about this and Disney have announced an AI task force, coincidentally in the same week that Disney's metaverse head departs. How Mars, Colgate Palmolive, Nestle and Coca-Cola are exploring generative AI, consumer goods technology. The state of AI in 2023, generative AI's breakout year, McKinsey. Large language models, explained with a minimum of math and jargon. Merchant. On my California trip last week I took in a bit of retail, seeing huge Walmart stores pushing serve-yourself tills and Erewhon reinventing top-end grocery across the luxe parts of Los Angeles. But it seems the real innovation is happening in St. Louis where schnooks are focused on experimentation. The eternal question is how much innovation do shoppers want? Or are willing to accept? We have all been trained to look out for unidentified objects in the bagging area but we have voted with our feet at Amazon Fresh till less grocery stores and the first in the UK is to close. I got to Walmart before the in-store ads did. Walmart shoppers will soon see more third-party ads on screens in self-checkout lanes and TV aisles, hear spots over the store's radio, and be able to sample items at demo stations. And whilst Erewhon is interesting mass market brands are more interesting, why Primark is thriving while retailers like Forever 21 are closing. Wall Street Journal The Economics of New TV Do you think Bob Iger regrets making his comeback? His reputation when he first left was exemplary, does that risk being tarnished as he fights numerous fires? Disney Plus is pretty much a carbon copy of Netflix and the latest tactics by Iger copy those of their rivals, a focus on cost-cutting, a crackdown on password sharing and increased subscription prices. The fact their new content is performing badly complicates the math and in the search for new revenues they are finally embracing sports betting, partnering with Penn, who dropped their Barstool partnership to enable the deal. For a long time the reputational risk of gambling seemed too high, but now they need the money. The FT helpfully tell us of the the dark side of the US sports betting boom.
One remaining issue is the fate of the linear TV business. Iger has made it clear it's up for sale, but who is interested in buying such assets these days? Mike Childs points out the data benefits of the broad reach of their current portfolio. What's that worth? In a note summarizing the earnings call Iger is bullish and hints at future bundling and one-app approach. It's also interesting to hear 40% of new customers are choosing the ad option. In spite of a challenging environment in the near term, I'm overwhelmingly bullish about Disney's future for the reasons I shared at the beginning of this call. The work we've done over these past eight months, our core foundation of creative excellence and iconic brands and franchises, and because of the unrivaled talent we have at every level here at Disney. The other runners shared news, the Roku shareholder letter details a good quarter and Fox restated their belief in cable with Murdoch agnostic over distribution as long as they can get paid for their content. Warner Brothers still fascinates everyone in the business and the Puck podcast has Lightshed Partners media analyst Rich Greenfield to discuss their latest quarter. Google surprised many by saying 2 billion logged-in users are watching YouTube shorts, up from 1.5 bn last year. And 150 meters are watching on connected TVs. The influence of sport on TV is further underlined by the news Apple has more than 1 million subscribers to its Major League Soccer, MLS, season pass to date. And the Messi debut match drew a huge audience. Dazen has signed a $500,000 deal to show matches from the burgeoning Saudi League. The success of sport documentaries on Netflix, Amazon and other has led to a leading producer securing a $30 million investment. Publishing The Neat announced over 9 million digital subscribers with improved ARPU and their digital ads business is doing well. The Telegraph is well on its way to 1 million paying subscribers, helped by an acquisition. Unsurprisingly competitors The Guardian and the FT are a little sniffy about this impressive success. Independent drops ad clutter as revenue growth continues. Social commerce. More moves from TikTok showing their ambitions for e-commerce. They have replaced the US e-com lead with retail veterans with experience at Amazon and Meta. They are also hiring people with experience selling high-end bags and collectible sneakers. The job spec for the head of pre-owned luxury is really interesting. This hunger to build an e-com business in the West is inspired by their success in the East. As well as a hugely successful Chinese business, TikTok is growing fast in other ASEAN markets, putting them in competition with players like Shopee and Tokopedia. They still have bigger market share but merchants report TikTok is driving similar volumes of sales. There are changes coming to this market as AI virtual hosts take over from influencers. And the news ex Burberry and Apple retail exec Angela Rance is to join Kim Kardashian's private equity firm seems to fit with this new world for merchants. As does an Apple Music exec setting up a talent business backed by Apple and A24. Jim Shark founder Ben Francis talking about how he would build his business if SF starting now, TLDR, it's now all about TikTok. Ad, tech. With the damage caused by the media math bankruptcy still reverberating, more Techman A as French AI focus Sabids is bought by Double Verify. The deal is explained in this interview between Terry Kawaya and the CEO of Double Verify. YouTube faces pressure from agencies to cede more control over unwanted inventory, Digiday. Programmatic ads, coming soon to a cinema near you. Why? As Uber's ad network continues to grow, with an ambition of £1 billion revenue next year, Lyft have announced their own ad business. GAFA and ads. Building on the ad success of Google and Meta, which we covered last time, Amazon soared past expectations with profit of $6.75 billion. Ad revenue grew 22% to $10.7 billion so clearly had a significant impact. Apple figures we notable in that they announced 1 billion service subscribers, with a 71% profit margin, twice that of the hardware division. As the FT notes. 
The number of paid subscriptions managed by Apple is now twice as many as the number of subscribers to Disney+, Netflix, HBO and Peloton combined. That's a big canvas to launch an ads business on. The results season has made the ad business bullish, Oxio see signs of optimism shine through the bleak ad market. MarketWatch oddly ignore Amazon when they say digital advertising is meta and Google's world, and everyone else is coping with it. Agencies. It's odd that the fortunes of agencies seem to be diverging from the growth in ad spend. The travails of the ad holding groups continues with WPP facing an ad meltdown according to the Mail. A more sober view in the Wall Street Journal notes. WPP Chief Executive Mark Reed said that with tech making up about 18% of the company's business, lower spending in that arena made an outsized impact on its results. In the long run, that's a source of growth, he said. In, the second quarter, there's no doubt that it hurt us. WPP also said it saw delays across all client types for technology projects such as app development, e-commerce projects and data integration projects. There has been a spate of new holding companies who profess a different model, but like Sorrel's S4 Capital, Stagwell are struggling to blaming headwinds caused by economic uncertainty and especially tech client reorganizations, the effects of which, they, believe are temporary. The few doing well, Publicis and Brand Tech, look increasingly different, in that they have invested in real tech businesses. What agencies make, or at least get paid for, is changing, Sergio Lopez Ferrero head of production at Publicis talks about how the changing media landscape and the shift towards personalization. A simple three-month TV campaign just isn't enough anymore. Campaigns need to be multi-platform and run over a much longer period to really gain traction. Arguably the best commentator on the ad industry is Michael Farmer and in his new book he diagnoses the problem. Most agencies have bought into the fact that they're delivering creativity, and it's supposed to be self-evident what that delivers. I argued in my first book and I argue in this book that that doesn't make any sense. The evidence that pure creativity works is meager. Clients are not growing, clients fire agencies every three years, clients pay agencies very little and those fees are in decline, and agencies don't pay their people very well. That isn't a very strong argument for what agencies are doing is successful. I suspect Nils Leonard may argue with some of this, having sold his agency to Havas he explains his decision in a good podcast. And Rory Sutherland has suggestions on how to change the dialogue, arguing in his Nudgestock keynote that it's time to embrace the mess. My take is that, over decades, agencies have failed to get paid for what they deliver, business-enhancing creativity, and have instead been paid for the things they make, TVCs, websites, apps, media buys etc. This has transformed agencies into factories, pitching the thing they make as the answer to any problem. Plus plus. Verizon is shutting down Blue Jeans, the video conferencing app it bought for $400 million. Hopin, once valued at $8 billion sold for $50 million. And Zoom's plan to train AI using content from people's meetings hasn't gone down well. Back to Google Meet? Or even ordinary phone calls? Barbie surpasses $1 billion at the box office, Wall Street Journal. Crossing the river by feeling the stones, McKinsey on how businesses can adapt to a world of continued uncertainty. Exclusive, Snapchat under scrutiny from UK watchdog over underage users' sources, Reuters. Media Nations 2023, Ofcom. How Epic Games became fashion's unlikeliest bedfellow, Vogue Business. Spotify study on super listeners, few fans drive big streaming numbers, Billboard. Procter & Gamble reaches Pampers buyers on Roku using Kroger Precision Marketing Shopper data. Explore the 2023 Retail Guide, Think with Google. How the partnership between Apple and Goldman Sachs soured, the information.